Welcome to The Lonely Marketer, sponsored by Pager. My name is Glenn Southam, and this is your show for all things recruitment marketing. We share the challenges, the successes, advice, and the screw-ups from the leading marketing talent working in recruitment. And most importantly, find out what their favorite swear word is. We speak to the companies working to make marketing recruitment more effective and efficient. And to those people who have opinions that make you think about things that little bit differently. You can find me on LinkedIn, and if you want to follow the bear, then head over to thelonelymarketers.com for links to all of our social channels and to sign up for our newsletter. But now, it's time for the show. Let's do this. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of The Lonely Marketer. Um, bonus this week, as there are two guests sitting opposite me. <laughs> We've got Anya and Lottie from Wiser. Uh, welcome, ladies. Hello. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Um, I'm really excited to uh, to push this episode out because Wiser, for me, and this is only my personal view, have kind of like reinvented the way recruitment should be done with their, they're kind of the hybrid model, but I don't want to put words into your mouth in terms of who or what Wiser are. So who's going to go first and explain who Wiser are, what they do? Take it away, Anya. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we are half creative and half recruitment. Um so I guess that's quite confusing and it can be quite confusing to actually explain that to people um, in meetings, especially uh, what that kind of means is that on the creative side, we build brands. So we build employer brands and we have an EVP consultancy arm. Um, so we have a whole in-house like creative team, which is about makes up about maybe 50 people, 40, 50 people. Um, and we shoot videos. We build websites. Uh, we do graphic design. We do everything on that side of the side of the company. Um, and that's like really really cool like that's very much our kind of niche or I probably shouldn't say that but that's very very exciting um, <laughs> that's kind what of we're specialists in <laughs> yeah. um, and then on the recruitment arm we have your kind of contingent recruitment so we have wiser graduates uh, where we recruit anyone from zero to three years after graduating um, and then we have wiser elite who recruit for sort of senior sales positions um, and then we have a whole kind of early careers function and the early careers function basically um they kind of build and design uh, graduate schemes for our key clients. So some of the key clients at the moment on the early career side of things would be like Just Eat, Colt, Knight Frank, and recently a lot of kind of FS clients. So we've got Evercore, Marshall Waste, Fidelity. Um, so yeah, we are very much like a mix of creative and recruitment. Which is pretty unique. I, I think there's a, there's a trend generally across the recruitment industry that more traditional recruitment companies who are purely contingent or retained mm -hmm. are trying to sell more of the employer brand stuff. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure there's there's marketers who are who are listening who would like to do that in recruitment companies, but they're so they're so focused on their own internal marketing. Was the business always set up with, to do that in mind, or did it expand from one thing to the other, or was it always a case of, <laughs> look, this is how we're doing it? So um, it basically started because our four founders came out of university, and this was back in like 2013, I think, um, and they went into completely the wrong jobs. So I think- <laughs> like, like a lot of graduates. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, and basically when they looked around at the market, they realized that a lot of kind of other young people felt quite similarly about the positions they were in. Um, and the reason why this was happening is because lots of companies kind of struggle to understand what it is that they can offer young people. 
Um, and if they do understand what they can offer young people, then they struggle to actually build it into an employer brand that will attract the right people to the company. Mm-hmm. Um, so they set up Wiser as a kind of creative agency, first okay. and foremost, building employer brands, um, building early careers brands specifically for clients. Um, and that was when we very much kind of came up with the methodology of early careers value proposition, mm-hmm. uh, which is very similar to an EVP, but purely uh, from an early careers perspective. So kind of answering the question of, you know, what's in it for me uh, when a graduate considers working at a prospective um, yeah. employer. Um, so I guess at the beginning it started off as creative and then very much kind of um, realized along the way. It was actually through a kind of a project that we were doing with Just Eat. We realized that when you actually merge creative and recruitment together, the client just gets so much more value out of the process. Um, and then it was kind of born creative from recruitment. That's, yeah, that's, I, I think, like I say, I think that's the, it's the way recruitment should go, probably the, the flip in the other side. And you you mentioned it briefly there. Um, but what do you see, if I flip it back onto the recruitment side, what would you see as the benefits of a recruitment firm being more than, you know, CV pushers? What they've traditionally done, really? I think it's it's a different approach to, to we're trying to avoid like this kind of the shit bag recruiter. I think you've probably heard <laughs> yeah. that, that phrase before. We're going to hate that I phrase. I love but, that phrase. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's basically, it allows our recruiters to be really involved in the creative process. So if yeah. we're doing, for example, a project with an early careers team, they'll be involved from the start. Even if they sit in on those research interviews, mm. it's a really kind of like iterative process and they can see how we build that brand, why we've built that brand and, yeah. and what that research process has been, which means that when they're trying to hire people into those roles, they know exactly, you know, the challenges tr- they're trying to overcome and those misconceptions mm. and, and the, the key messages that we're trying to get out. So it's kind of a way for the recruitment teams to be actively involved in the building of that brand so that when they're trying to sell it, I think they know exactly what it is they're trying to sell. Would you agree, Anya? Yeah, completely. Is um, there an education, is there quite a education process for the, the sales and the consultants guys in that? Because, you know, regardless of whether they've had a recruitment background yeah. or anything, mm. you know, ultimately you've hired them to be salespeople and they just yeah. want to do Yeah, deals. definitely. I yeah. mean, I think if we have a client come to us and say, you know, we want to do, which is obviously... The, you know, the perfect mix. We want to do creative and recruitment. Um, we'll very much have the kind of two teams sitting together and talking to each other about, you know, right, we've gone in, we've done the, this EVP research piece. Uh, these are the key pillars that have come out of it. This is the messaging. This is the client's tone of voice. Now we're actually, you know, we've built this brand. Uh, here are the job specs. Here's the new website. Here's everything else. Here's a video um, about, you know, one of the journey videos of someone yep. who works there. And then we can actually give that to the recruiter um, and they will totally understand a lot more in depth than they would if they just read a job spec, for example, or a lot more than if they just, mm. um, you know, clicked on the website and said, okay, cool, I've got a marketing position for this company. Um, and so it's very educational for them to actually understand why someone would be attracted to a brand and why someone would actually want to work there. Um, also, I so I used to sit on the recruitment side of Wiser and I used to sit on our FMCG team. So I used to recruit into food and drink um, primarily. You got out, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, you I, I left that. Um, but it was really... It was really, really great when we were working with a client who'd worked with us on the creative side as well, because what it meant is because of the strong brand, a lot of candidates that weren't right for the role would be self-selecting out earlier mm. on in the process, mm-hmm. which meant that the people that were actually coming forward to us or the people that you know, were right for the brand, there was less of them, but they were much higher quality, which made our life much easier as recruiters because you know, it made, makes the funnel kind of smaller. Yeah. Mm. Um, and it also means that if you end up hiring someone through that, you know, with that strong brand experience, um, they're more likely to stay and they're more likely to be a better match and a better fit for the company, which is 
And what do you, what, 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 how does it, how do you kind of lead with the sale internally? How does that, does, do people go in initially on the recruitment side saying, you know, do you need people? Have you got any jobs? <laughs> or does it happen on the creative side of like help or employ a brand or is it quite a blended approach? Yes. Um, so it kind of varies. So we have on our recruitment side, we have kind of uh, team leads. Yeah. And their kind of main responsibility is obviously looking after the teams, but then also going out and doing business developments and bringing okay. on new clients. Um, but then on the creative side, obviously, as part of Lottie's job, um, it is not to go out and win new business. Although if she does, that's, that's yeah. a great class and a <laughs> yeah, great, great bonus. bonus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we do have the team that I sit on, which is the kind of special projects um, sales team. Uh, so it's me and two others and then we have the four founders and our job is to go out and win new business for both the creative and, and recruitment but yeah. mainly creative and early careers yeah um so because like you say naturally it should happen and that should evolve over totally. over time shouldn't it yeah that's interesting um probably a question for, for you here lottie uh employer branding we mentioned it lots here already yeah. and evp stuff um it's getting more and more important, isn't it? It's always been important, but people are starting to realise, I think, now that it's more important. You know, I've been I've been to an event that you guys held, me and you met annual and I was at an event at LinkedIn where, where I was hosting a panel there. Mm -hmm. So it's becoming mo much more mainstream now. Why do you think that is? Is it just the, the challenge of people trying to find good people or Yeah, I think it's there are so many reasons why it's becoming more important. I yeah. think fundamentally businesses are starting to take notice of it and starting to realize that actually employee branding is really important because it is ultimately business like it's people that drive drive the business mm. forward um also people have more choice now like with everything being online especially young people mm. people have people can see everything laid out in front of them and they can actively make a decision about where they're going to go especially in big cities in london mm. when you're graduating no, do you want to go to a startup? Do you want to join a graduate scheme? Why would you do that? What's the benefits of, of both of those things? So I think with things like Glassdoor and, and tools such as that, you can you can't hide from yeah. your actual employer brand. And so people think, wising yeah. up to the bullshit as well, yeah, aren't exactly. they? Of, of so yeah, exactly. Fake employer brands. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So especially things like Glassdoor or reviews, yeah. and you know you can see actual people's experience of the company so if you're trying to present yourself in a way that's yeah. completely at odds to that or or a way that's just you know not accurate to your brand also you're not going to retain people because they come in they've been sold on this dream or they've been sold in on this this false brand effectively and you they know, come into you know, the business and then they, they're going to leave they're going to leave yeah. within six exactly. months yeah. it happened to me with my first graduate job i was completely missold the role that i was going into i was there for six months um and then i came over to wiser actually so yeah, it was just, it's just a kind of education piece. And I think people in HR positions or kind of people in charge of um, employer brand, that's a whole kind of separate separate topic about who owns it, but yeah. are starting to be able to almost put together more of a business case for it. And you've yeah, actually totally. measuring, measuring KPIs and pe business leaders are building it into their strategy. So rather than it being seen as kind of a fluffy add-on or it's the, it's the free gym membership and it's the fruit <laughs> on the Thursday or whatever yeah. it is, it's yeah. being seen as actually something that's giving people purpose in your business and a way of almost kind of like rallying the troops around one, one total totally. message. Yeah. Definitely, and I think um, just touching on going back to the employer brand event that we met at uh, the one that we hosted here at Wiser, we had you know we had the CEO of Iris and we had the CFO um, of Itsu on the panel among among others, and I think just the fact that it's like rising up, as you said, um, you know rising up the importance of senior business leaders in business. Especially finance people. people. Exactly. I, I, I was like, I was yeah. like, what the hell? There's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a finance person here, a numbers yeah. guy yeah. talking about employer brands. Yeah. It's, you're like. 
exactly taken aback and it's so cool having like the CFO of it too being like you know this is why you need to give a crap about employer branding mm. and yeah. this is why it is important for a business financially um, and I think also Lottie and I were talking about uh, you know the other day I was watching TV and saw Amazon advertising I mean it was literally an employer brand advertisement on TV about their warehouses and inviting people to come and check out the warehouses and see how you know great environment it is and how much people enjoy working there and I think companies realise that if you get the, your employer brand really wrong um, or if the, you know there are myths around your employer brand myths about bad working conditions mm. how much it can actually affect um, not only hiring people but also you know your position on the stock market or whatever it may be I mean Uber is a massive case in case in hand for that yep. uh, you know and that it goes it goes a long it's way it's very hard to shift a kind of a reputation or a exactly. perception once it's embedded yeah. in people especially if it like you say like the big brands if it goes yeah. if it goes mainstream isn't it yeah. yeah our CEO's always said since the beginning that you know in five to ten years there's going to be loads of ads on TV which are all going to be focused around employer brand yeah and don't doubt for a second that that's that's definitely true um, TV so. adverts eh that's yeah. next yeah. Wait what, what, that's next watch your space <laughs> yeah. what's um Lottie, what's kind of the thought process when when you're starting on a project with an employer brand with a with a client? What what kind of questions are the are the key questions mm. that you need to be asking straight away? Really, that's a good question. I think it depends on what they want from from their new employer brand yep. because if it's to get more people in, then you'll have a different tactic to if it's actually we're getting loads of applications but the wrong kind of application. Yeah. So we recently did a big project with Lloyds of London. Yeah. Huge brand, really well known in the market. And they're getting thousands and thousands of graduate applications. But actually those those applications they're receiving due to misconceptions, due to various issues, aren't actually the kind of people that they, they want to hire in terms of where yeah. the, the business is going. So I think we'd establish initially, it's like, well, actually, what do you want from this employer brand? Who are the people you're trying to attract? Mm. attract? What's going wrong at the moment? Where are you losing people? Is it a, is it not actually an attraction issue, but it's a retainment issue? Yeah. Isn't it? Is that it, was one of the things I took out of your leaving. event, is like people yeah. always, there's this employer brand, is talent attraction, talent attraction, but, you know, it's as much as retention, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, when we start an employer brand, we always try and do um, a research piece first. So we'll mm. build um, the EVP, or as Anya mentioned already, the ECVP, or various Ooh, forms that, of VP. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. ECVP? ECVP. You can't just write another letter into um, <laughs> what, what, What's That's the C? specialty. Uh, it's early, early careers, oh, early okay. proposition. Yeah. Okay. Um, is that an actual thing, or have Wiser just invented I think, that? I think, I think that's just a thing that we do. I think that's I think, just our thing. Yeah. Okay. We also do <laughs> a dig yeah. digital value propositions as well, DVP. And an SV sales value proposition. Yeah, exactly. Acronyms um, going everywhere, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it's a case of of starting with that research process so that we can establish exactly okay what are the misconceptions we speak to people who are in the business and we can get a genuine understanding of what it's actually like to work mm. there and where where are you struggling and actually sometimes it's, it's not the things that people think it is at a mm. higher level it's it's listening to the staff and making sure you're actioning their feedback as well because there's no point doing an exercise like that if you're not actually actioning the feedback that, that your staff yeah, are giving you that, so. go, that goes in anything doesn't it yeah. I, 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 I get so frustrated by that in, in, in the general recruitment world but you know just generally is like people asking for feedback a either not acted on it or yeah. they're only asking for feedback from the people where they know they're going to get yeah. nice answers Positive. and good answers yeah, where exactly. you can pat yourself on the back it's just absolutely so pointless isn't it yeah. but I suppose that there is a there's still as, as much as people know the importance of employer brand and the and the rise of it I can imagine there's still a huge education process isn't there Definitely. about what it actually is as well it's like 
we, we yeah. joked about, um, you know, before we started recording, people coming to me and going, you know, we need to do more marketing. You know, if someone comes to you and goes, oh yeah, we need to look at our employer brand, you know, they don't know what they're actually asking for at that point, do they? Totally. Yeah. And I think lots of people think that it's just about, you know, your glass door or about having a good website or about having, you know, good employee testimonials. Yeah. But Some cool pictures of nights out. Exactly. Yeah. But it goes so much deeper than that. And, you know, I think Lottie, you mentioned it earlier, but it's actually, you know, what, how do your, how do your employees feel about working for you? You know, are they happy? Mm. What surprises them when they first join? You know, are they going to stick around and why? Are they going to talk about you when they're at the pub with their friends? And it goes so much further than just, you know, a nice pretty picture on a website. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just really educating people on the importance of employer branding. Um, and that that is quite difficult. Like a large part of my role is very much to go out and it's kind of consultative selling. I am yeah. educating them on what an employer brand is and why they need it. Yeah. and why they need a good one at that as well. Well, that, that's the thing. You know, every company has got an employer brand, yes. whether mm. they like it or not. Exactly. They? It's that's just, the, it's that's just the how challenge. you articulate it or whether you're choosing to articulate <laughs> or, yeah, it or yeah, not, yeah, but it or, exists nonetheless. Yeah. And so either deal with it or... Yeah, or, yeah, or leave it to... Yeah. yeah. What, are the, um, what are the challenges that, that you guys find, either individually or as a business, mm-hmm. in that com- of combining the creative side of the business and the recruitment side? Because oh, there must be clashes. Yeah, you must have clashes now, <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily call it, it clashes as yeah. such. It's not a negative, a negative relationship. It's just a different kind of mindset and, yeah. and a different kind of person. I think there's a different type of person or a different way of approaching yeah. work. If you're work, someone who's working in a creative agency and you're, yeah. a, you know, a UX designer or you're a films person or you're, you know, working on building websites, it's a different approach to someone who's very target driven and sales driven mm, totally. and you've got targets to hit and KPIs. Like it's a completely different way of working and realistically that comes with different cultures that subcultures that build up so yeah. i think the the challenge that i think wiser are, are quite good at, at overcoming is keeping everyone still aligned on that one mission and making it really clear about actually we are creative and recruitment we're not you know two separate businesses we're one yeah. and yeah. how can we help each other so i think there's a lot of education around actually like as we said before the creative helps the recruitment but also mm. being so close to the, the recruiters is helpful for creatives yeah. because if you are working in a traditional you know a creative agency away from recruit recruiters and recruitment it's, it's not an environment that you'd usually have much exposure to so totally knowing how those processes work is is completely you know fundamental to how we work because it means that we can produce things that actually help the recruiters so it's kind of this like symbiotic relationship yeah. really yeah. And, that, and that's, you know, that, that doesn't, in the more traditional agencies, and, you know, most of the people listening will be coming from that contingent um, agency world, mm. I'm sure, is that, you know, it might only be a couple of marketers in the in the team of a recruitment mm. company and dominated by, you know, 80% salespeople. And that their challenge is always, look, we have these marketing ideas, it might be for candidates, acquisition, or, you know, new clients, and, and, they, and they struggle to bridge that gap between between sales and marketing but like you say you need to create the culture exactly you? You, the, the yeah. culture that the business needs to want to join it together yep. otherwise it's never gonna never gonna happen totally yeah. and like i think that's a huge thing about wiser is we tell everyone the whole time that we are creating recruitment and creating recruitment yeah. works but we do have to make sure that we're kind of living and breathing that um, as Lottie said, you know, it does it does pose its own challenges. Yeah. The last um, week of the quarter when you're a bit totally. off target yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, and things like that. Yeah. yeah. But I also think it's quite interesting because the people on the creative side get to learn 
a lot about you know how recruitment works yeah, um, the importance of exactly the last week of the quarter like bringing in the money for the <laughs> business and that kind of chase and that kind of hunger yeah. that you wouldn't get at a normal creative agency um, and I think that's really cool. And similarly for the recruiters, um, you know, getting to watch some really cool films in the morning. Every every Monday we have a Monday morning stand up and we'll literally show the company a lot of the work that we've been doing on the creative side, which is really cool. It just stands um, them out, though, doesn't it? You know, that, like you say, helping, the, helping yeah. on the recruitment side is that there's not many people doing that type thing. Exactly. Take that as your your own personal kind of USP. Totally. Yeah. But I mean, also for me in, in my role, it, it can be quite challenging because as soon as you go to a meeting and you explain, you know, we're wiser, we're half creative and half recruitment, um, so often people literally switch off, well not switch off, but they won't take notice of the fact that you've just said the word creative. Yeah. They'll be like, oh cool, you work for a recruitment agency then. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, no, 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 we also are creative. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had that in a meeting recently where I got through the whole thing and I'd said, I'm on the creative side, you know, I work on the research and strategy team, we do this, we believe EPs, and at the very end of the meeting he goes, you know, so so you're a recruiter, yeah. what's your opinion <laughs> on this? I thought, no, I'm, I'm not, we do, we do both. That's so it's, it's, yeah. yeah, which is interesting. I think it's the, it's that's the industry yeah. brand. Totally. If, if, yeah. You know, Definitely. talking about something that sticks when when yeah. when there's certain ways of working and things get a certain reputation, it's very very hard to to yeah. switch it. You know, the, the smaller recruiters who are you know who are starting up and they've got three or four people when they can be more agile and do a different approach, they're changing it. But there's still you know there's huge recruitment businesses mm. that are mm. still working the same way that they worked. 20, 25 years ago, and, and that exactly. does stick. That sticks with everyone. You know, it'll be the same. I don't want to compare, but I'm going to anyway. Like <laughs> estate agencies and things like yes. that is. There'll be brilliant estate agencies and estate agents out there, but the industry has a reputation that's you know it's very hard to shift that. Yeah. Yeah. The Lonely Marketer is sponsored by our friends at Pager. Marketers use Pager to get 90% of their best consultants to share relevant content with target audiences. Combine this with automated and fully branded job adverts, Pager drives traffic directly back to your website, which is then 60% more likely to convert. Not badder. Head over to pager.co, that's P-A-I-G-E-R.co, to find out more. Let's get back to the show. Um, I want to give you a chance to, to chat about some kind of like highlight projects and, and things like that. What, what, what stands out for you guys <laughs> that you've worked on? I think, Question. oh gosh. I think my I think my favorite one that I've worked on so far was um, I, I led a project for lastminute.com okay and that was a really fun one because it was the first one that I've personally worked on that was an international campaign yeah and it was just interesting because I do a lot of the copywriting as well and there are certain things that you don't think about that that don't translate if that yeah. like, literally don't translate <laughs> yeah, yeah, to yeah. an international audience so you, you do quite they've got a really fun tone of voice and everything's very um, they're very engaging, they're very fun, and they're a bit silly, and they don't take themselves too seriously. We can talk a bit more about that in a second, but you'd so you do kind of punny language, for want of a better word, and actually, <laughs> like, but then, then our Italian stakeholder would be like, oh, really good, but I don't know what this means. I don't understand <laughs> it. So that was a real education piece for us. And it was also a really, I think, a really fun project in terms of being really creative with the creative in the employee branding yeah. space, if that makes sense. Yeah. So we did a really fun, um, they've got a CEO, their CEO is called Marco, and he is brilliant. He is, he's, he's a bit mad, but he's absolutely <laughs> brilliant, a great leader. Um, and we wanted to do a kind of journey video and, and they can become quite 
samey I think mm. would be would be fair to yeah. say so we were like instead of sitting people from the business down and saying okay tell us you know how's your journey through lastminute.com been we actually got Marco um, in a little Fiat 500 and he did a physical journey through Europe so we set him off on this road trip so it's like it. Marco's European road trip so we got the CEO driving around kind of carpool karaoke style um, <laughs> and he was interviewing people like employees so they're still having those conversations about their career growth and, and yeah. you know, the, the business goals and things like that but it was a kind of a flip on that traditional journey video making it a, a, a physical a literal journey yeah, much better um, than a through the offices yeah. exactly exactly yeah. so that was a really fun and also that's it was it worked in so many ways because it also showed the CEO being engaged in the employees and, and asking them questions and getting people who were involved in that initial EVP research phase, we did that first, um, getting them involved in then the creative as well. So I think that was probably a personal highlight. And also I got to go to Milan a few times, which is always nice. Very, very cool. Not bad. <laughs> Not bad. Our films team have um, spent the last week in, where is it, Japan? Yeah, they've been in Japan. Nice. They're yeah, so lucky they nice. literally get to fly all over the place, which is <laughs> really, really cool. Although it's a bit bit edgy over in that part of the world at the moment yeah with, uh, with various oh, yeah. viruses that's true <laughs> yeah, at the time of recording um, <laughs> screw ups there's got to be screw ups and stuff you don't have to name specific clients <laughs> yeah. or, or anything but you know there must be stuff that's happened I was oh, yeah shit. Christ so I was laughing about this with um, with Lottie earlier I think one of my biggest screw ups um, which is really funny in hindsight but at the time was literally jump out of my own skin horrific <laughs> awful <laughs> so i was on holiday in south france and relaxing taking a weekend a long weekend off work um, and i was literally lying on a sun lounger uh, no cares in the world yep. completely forgotten about work no wi-fi and yeah. no wi-fi <laughs> and all of a sudden my phone rings in the background and i was like oh okay better go answer it um got out walked over and uh, it was one of my colleagues and this was when i was on the recruitment side of the company and she said, Anya, you know, we've got the assessment center for Just Eat today. Um, and, you know, you've sent four candidates to this location. I just want to triple check with you that it's the right location um, because I've just noticed something might be a bit wrong. And I was like, yeah, yeah, of course it is. And I was kind of looking at my friends and like, oh, God, guys, just taking your work call. <laughs> be fine. And anyway, my heart literally sank when I realized that I'd sent four candidates, four graduates to completely the wrong side of Scotland for an interview with Just Eat. And honestly, I mean, by far, like, one of the worst things in the world. Um, thank God we managed to get them all in a taxi. I think, <laughs> I think they were all about at least half an hour, 45 minutes late to the actual interview. Um, but a huge kind of learning curve for me. And it was reasonably early on in my kind of career at Wiser. It must have been a good kind of year, year and a half ago now. You can laugh about it now. I can laugh about it now. Um, but I think it was one of those moments where I was like, right, you know, always triple check. I can imagine, yeah, I can imagine now every time. You just, <laughs> even when you know that you've got it right, then you still, yeah. it's like checking the oven, isn't it, at home? I, definitely, I did turn that off. I, I don't need to check, yep. but I'm Awful. still going to. Always triple check and always, I, I mean, definitely always ha hold your hands in the air and actually apologise when you know that you've you've made That's it big. Up, yeah, yeah. Fuck up. yeah. Exactly. I, think, I think there's a real environment here that... Um, our, our CEO Finn tries to propagate in terms of no shame, mm. um, which is really nice. I think we all, everyone makes mistakes, right? Exactly. And yeah. like my my biggest screw up is is similar to Anya's in terms of triple checking something. And yeah. I've had a situation with print, and obviously print is terrifying because once you've printed it, can't it's, it, it. you can't click edit; it's gone. <laughs> so um, when something, I won't name names or clients, anything like that, but when something <laughs> goes to print with a typo on the front cover, and there are thousands of covers copies, and it arrives on your desk, and you just think. 
shit. Yeah. It's that's wrong. Yeah. Like you just have to hold your hands up and say, "Yeah, I signed this off. I made a mistake." Um, but I think yeah, there's a good environment here of, of no shame and just treating everything as a as an actual learning yeah, no, curve. No, no one means to make big no. mistakes. No, exactly. Like, and you do like learn from them. Like obviously, yeah. like you said, you triple check everything now. Anything that God, goes yeah. print print triggers me now. I think anything that goes to print, I'm check it about ten times. Do you know? Do you know it. what? As well, I think. Um, general if you think about like marketing in general now is if mistakes get made mm. especially on the on the creative side of things is that brands are actually quite good at utilizing making those uh, so mistakes yeah. and, and flipping it around to, to the point of where maybe this is the marketing person in me mm. to the point of where i think they make the mistakes on purpose to get positive <laughs> it's PR. like my yeah. my favorite ad i think of all time now is the I think it was mother of the agency for KFC when they yeah. remember they all lost all their chicken yes and they yeah, did that yeah. whole advertising campaign around like the FCK yeah and it was just I mean <laughs> it's crisis management rather than obviously it wasn't the creators making the mistake but yeah. I think just yeah using mistakes to your advantage is, so is true it's it just owning it up isn't exactly. it we're all human exactly and it humanizes brands as well when you do things like that exactly um and again like I say I think the the more traditional recruitment agencies are trying to productize certain elements of recruitment inclu mm. including employer brand and things um if there's a marketing kind of function within a recruitment company who who want to offer more creative stuff what kind of advice would you give to them if they wanted to start offering that as part of a, a wider wider solution what do they need to think about you have to go full in don't you i think you, you, can't, yeah. you can't you can't do it half measures and i also think it's uh, before you jump in, it's an education piece. Mm -hmm. I think anyone you bring in on, the, if you know, if you're a group of recruiters and you think actually, but it's expanding to the marketing side, and yep. you bring someone in with marketing experience, mm -hmm. it is employer branding is still marketing. It's still within that space, but yeah. it is a separate. It is a separate thing, and I think it's more people focused. Mm -hmm. Is how I see it, and you're solving yeah. people challenges. So I think an education piece initially to to get them almost involved in in the recruitment Tentally. and to maybe sit in mm -hmm. on interviews and and kind of get engaged yeah. with how those processes work is really helpful. Okay. 100%. Um, I think you've got to have buy-in from like senior leadership mm. team um, yeah. and, you know, on the kind of importance of employer branding and educating them on that piece. But then ultimately it's got to be born from the ground up and it's got to be your actual employees and your, you know, your colleagues and friends yeah. that that really kind of bring that bring that EVP to life and bring that employer brand to life. Mm -hmm. um, so I think you've really got to get buy-in from kind of everyone. Yeah. Um, and what about, what about companies who are looking at their people who are listening who are looking at their own employer yeah. brand or their or their EVP and and they want to either find out more about yeah. it and, and things what yeah. what's, what should I they think, be doing I think if you sit yourself down and you say you know if you've got every single person in this company to describe mm. what your company does or is in one sentence would that sentence be the same and if it's not or if it's not with the same message then you've got a problem so I think yeah. asking that really honest question to yourself first to be like actually is everyone in this company, you know, on the same page or you're yep. singing for the yep. same hymn sheet? Because if you're not, that's when you start to have a problem and, and, and issues start to arise. So I think that's very simple. Yeah, very it's simple very simple. Exercise, it's like, yeah. to just sit down off. and think, actually, are we all on the same page? And try and put a kind of external hat on Like you can look at your own employee brand and be like, actually, if I was a candidate, what is my candidate experience? You can do a really totally. simple kind of almost mm -hmm. like an audit of your own yeah. candidate journey. And you can say, actually, if I'm going to apply for a job, 
how easy is it? How many clicks even does it take me to get from typing into Google job at X company to applying for that job? And you'd be amazed. We've done work with clients before, but it's taken like 15 clicks to get from Crazy. applying, yeah. to saying I'd like a job to getting through to the application form. So it's just really simple things like that. It's like actually think of it from a candidate perspective and think if I'm going through this process, what would mm. I want to see? And is it living up to it? I think just being really kind of honest with, with your, your company and your processes at how they are at the moment. Totally. Um, I was sat on an EVP research interview the other day and it was actually with someone, I won't name any names, but it was um, with someone very senior at a huge accountancy firm. Um, and we said to them, you know, would you That's apply? That's one of four companies people <laughs> <guess> that. <laughs> <laughs> would you um, Would you apply as a graduate uh, to your early careers programme at the moment? Um, and they thought about it for a good 20 seconds. It went completely silent. And they said, no, I actually wouldn't. Uh, you know, I don't think right now we have the right functions in place. I don't think people understand our mission, our values, as Lottie said. Um, and I think we need to have a refresh and we mm. need to have a, you know, we need to look at that and think about what changes we can make. And I think it's it's so important to actually take a step back, uh, you know, review, analyze, and then be honest with yourself. Like, what is our employer brand at the moment? Is it good? Is it strong? Do mm. people do people understand so it's our being mission honest and our values? It that, is. is it? Yeah. 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 It's like just not hiding from what's already happening. Exactly. Yeah. It's all. It's all, like we said earlier. You've already got an employer brand. Totally. Yeah. So, yeah. It might not be what That's you it think it is. Or, point. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. And then uh, come have a chat with Wiser and we'll help you out. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there Plug. it is. Plug. There we go. There's, there's yeah. the pitch. <laughs> Thirty-one minutes and forty-two seconds uh, for, the, for the plug. Um, so. Usually the last five, it's going to be the last ten uh, today with, with two of you. Um, whoever wants to go first. Uh, one marketing tool or a bit of tech that you couldn't live without in your respective jobs? So um, I thought of a couple. Uh, I've got Boomerang and I've got HubSpot. Okay. Um, HubSpot because it's just so great for us to track or for me to track who I've been speaking to um, and especially as a kind of along the sales pipeline. Um, you know, where the conversations are and, you know, reminds me to kind of check back in. And then Boomerang is so great because I will send an email and as so many of us do, you will forget when you sent it or when you said that you chased them. And on Boomerang, you can just click, you know, drop back into my inbox in two weeks. Yeah, I use um, Boomerang, it's great. So useful. Yeah. Um, and I only found out about that quite recently, but yeah, big fan. No, really good. Nice. Um, so I, oh, mine's probably less less exciting, but I'm a kind of a project manager internally as well. Um, so I think having a really solid project management tool. So we use Hive. We used to use yeah. Asana, had a bit of a, bit of a love affair with Asana, yeah. but we use Hive now. Mm. Um, and it's really good for, actually you can attach briefs to it. You can keep all your relevant documents, things like that, brand guidelines, everything yeah. all in one place. And also yeah. it's good for resourcing, tracking time, um, making sure that if you are, you know, billing on hours. If you work in yeah. that way, then you're you're tracking that really realistically and making sure that, you know, in agency environments, everything moves really, really quickly, especially kind of creative agencies. It's kind of got a reputation, obviously, if you move things moving really quickly. So it's a really good tool for um, for resourcing and just making yeah. sure, especially like kind of junior designers and things like that, that some people are getting overloaded and some people are coasting through doing, you know, one PDF in two days, you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I think that would be mine. It's been a good one for considering the lines of your work's favourite brand? <laughs> I hate this question. <laughs> so I, wasn't I, sure don't, I don't like it as a marketer. It makes yeah, you panic, doesn't it? It yeah. does a bit. You, think, you forget everything that you know <laughs> yeah. about anything. Who do I like? <laughs> Who do I like? I don't um, know. We weren't sure whether you meant favourite brand or favourite employer brand, so we're going to yeah. go for favourite brand, which um, I think, I think, I think probably innocent. 
Yeah. Um, I think they've absolutely nailed it, I think. Comes up a few times on the yeah. podcast. Totally, yeah. yeah. Um, I think they've got the perfect kind of mix. Of, it's just very humorous. Mm. I think they aren't afraid to take the mick out of themselves. Mm. Um, and it's just very fun, very yeah. playful. And they, and reta- they retained sorry. it after the... Um, totally. After it was a Coca-Cola or Pepsi bought them? Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola bought them. They managed to retain it. Which is really and tricky. And their employer yeah. brand is really strong as well. Yeah. I think they're a great example of, of a company that has a really strong consumer brand. Everyone knows them for their consumer brand. But actually, their employer brand is really strong yeah. as well. And it goes beyond the grass. And, it does. Yeah, like There's yeah, a just a really, phone, really funny is. little example where <laughs> yeah. um, I have a, a friend who recently actually started working for Innocent. Um, and during the, the kind of the time between her accepting her offer and her starting, she, I think mm. she had like a two month two month window. They sent her a pair of socks saying, you know, don't get <laughs> don't get cold feet. And I thought that was just such uh, a funny little like I a really clever pre boarding touch. Yeah. So like when, when so you simple. say it, it's so obvious. It's so isn't obvious, it? isn't yeah. it? But it, exactly. I don't think anyone's thought of doing that. So she had this little pair of socks, and she thought, Do you know what, this is this is great. This is the kind of company that I want to work yeah. for. And you know, you, you got to see so. you got to see two hundred recruitment companies pushing out on LinkedIn. Yeah, thinking a little bit out the box. And yeah. going the extra mile, and people love that. Like, it's so simple, but it's yeah. so effective. Yeah, love things like that. Um, sound or noise that you love? <laughs> so, there is this very peculiar noise that I can make, <laughs> which You're I will make have to now. <laughs> okay. That's weird. <laughs> very, very weird. Always been able to do that. Just a click of the tongue. Look, click at the time. Is it more? Oh, I don't think I can do it again now. Is it like, it's done, it's it's done never again. It's a, it's a one a day sound. Uh, oh, that's interesting. Either that or the sound of crickets. Absolutely okay. love the sound of crickets. Are you, uh, do you like a white noise when you sleep? Are you that kind of person or do you like them in the wild? In the wild. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a similar kind of yeah white noisy type. I think like the sound of rain. I'm in a my mm. my bedroom's in a kind of an annex C, not an annex. Um, <clears throat> in the eaves. <coughs> Excuse me, um, and yeah. So the rain is very. When the rain is there, the rain is very present because there's nothing between oh, me and, so nice. and and the sky. So I think yeah, the sound of rain is very soothing. It's quite a classic one. I think it reminds me of very relaxing. I don't know, like camping as a child. You always feel quite safe mm, when it's raining outside and you're in your little zone. Even though you're completely not safe. Oh, completely <laughs> <laughs> flooded away. But yeah. I hate camping. I, yeah, but I like rain. <laughs> perfect job if you could do anything it can't be what you're doing no <laughs> I love my job um I think this is a bit cliche but I think I just have to be a novelist you know yeah just I think yeah. A- any particular genre um ooh, good question I don't know actually yeah I mean definitely yeah like a fiction novel um just like I don't know I think a simple there's, there's definitely a novel in me. It'll come out one day. Watch this space. Give me 10 years. It definitely is. Um, yeah, I think just simple stories about people, I think, are the most effective. Just understated yeah. stories about human relationships. I think that's that's what I'd want to do. So, yeah, novelist. Yeah. Working in France or something. Nice. <laughs> um, I, when I was younger, always wanted to be a cameraman. Well, I should say camera woman. Camera, um, camera person. Yes, exactly. Um, specifically, filming wildlife. I always okay. wanted to work for National Geographic, mm. um, and I think that would be so cool. It'd be amazing. Ideally, somewhere in Africa, filming like silverback gorillas. Mm. I think that would be my dream job. David Attenborough, Sir David Attenborough, if you're listening. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Someone, someone to take <laughs> on your next trip. Oh, I also saw like um, must have been a year ago. I think when Snapchat. I shouldn't say Snapchat isn't big. I actually like Snapchat a lot. But when Snapchat was in its kind of heyday, um, National Geographic had someone who was fully employed the whole time to travel the world and film amazing content on their Snapchat, um, which I just thought was 
It's such a cool job. Yeah, it's like when you see those jobs of going to look after this island in just off the coast of Australia for six months. You get paid for it. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to the the swear word uh, question because there's a book sitting (laughs) on the desk which is literally a whole book of swear words. What's it called? Fuckity fuck. It's called fuckity fuck fuck fuck. Okay. Um, And it says it is sweary AF. Um, and it's a swear word colouring book for adults. I think it's one of those meant to be like stress relieving. Yeah. You know, normally it's a mandala or something and you're meant to colour it in. But this is a, um, so I'm just going to flip it to a random page. Oh, we've got fuck wit. Uh, fuck stick. Just, just, I don't know, that's probably, can I say that? Some people have. Cunt, it says cunt. And it's coloured in in pink, so that's nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Adi, what's your favourite swear word? Well, I can't say fuck now, can you I? Can't. <laughs> no, Sorry, I've said it six times. Me and Lottie were laughing um, about this question earlier, actually. And when I was younger, I used to think that the absolute worst swear word in the world <laughs> was git. Okay. So if you called someone a git, it was just, you know, absolutely heinous. Um, so <laughs> that probably has to go down as one of my old school favourites. Yeah. I love that. I think I quite, I quite like bollocks. I think it's like quintessentially... Mm. English, you know, very <laughs> yeah. British. Yes, yeah. and I think you can. I think you can convey a lot with bollocks. I think you can use it any time. It's also quite satisfying to say. It's quite satisfying to say. I didn't <laughs> really know what that, what that says about us, really, but um, yeah, bollocks. I think I'd go for that. I said that probably too much, really. Yeah. Just a bit of a That's good fun. segment on swear words. Probably, uh, probably level with employee branding. Yeah, this yeah. Episode. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, that, and that kind of uh, wraps up the episode. Right, one end. <laughs> yeah. If um, watch out for kind of Wiser's um, future events that they hold and things, they, they pop up now and again. Um, and reach out to Lottie or Anya if you want to find out more about employer branding. Um, but thank you both so much for coming on. Thank, thank you, you so much for having us. us. Yeah. And we're done and dusted, and I'll speak to you all very soon. Bye.